0: good evening. Would you stand with us tonight? So good to see you back tonight. Well, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the fire in line. If you win, my brother, surely you must fight. Keep on the fire in line. Well, there are many dangers that we all must face If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace the Coward in the service will find no place So keep on the f- Oh, let's sing that verse again Oh, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right well, keep on the fire Oh, you gotta keep on If you win, my brother, surely you must fight Keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, oh it's no disgrace. The coward in the service, he will find no place. So keep on the firing line. You must, you must fight. Be brave against all evil. Never run nor even lag behind. If you would win. God in the right, just keep on the firing line. Well, God will only use a soldier He can trust. Keep on the firing line. If you wear a crown, then bear the cross you must. Keep on the firing line. Life is but to labor for the master deed. Help to banish evil, and to spread to achieve great you'll be rewarded for your service here so keep on the firing or can you put your hands together Yes. if you would win for God and the right just keep on the firing second verse again will God will only use a soldier he can trust so keep on the firing if you wear a crown, and bear the cross. You must keep on the firing line. Life is but to labor for the master deed. Help to banish evil spread good cheer. Rachel, will be rewarded for your service here. So, keep on the fire. yes, we must. You must fight. Be brave and stalling. Never run, nor even lag behind If you would win, God and the right Just keep on the firing line You must fight, be brave, against all evil Never run, nor even lag behind If you would win, God and the right Just keep on the firing line For When we get to heaven, brother, we'll be glad on the fire in line how we'll praise our Savior for the call we have Keep on the fire line, line When we see the souls that we have helped to win Leading them to Jesus from the past of sin With a shout of welcome we will all march in So keep on the fire in line You must fight, be brave against all evil Never run nor even lag behind If you would win, God and the right Just keep on Oh, one more time, you must fight It's all evil Never run nor even lag behind If you would win, God and the right Just keep on If you would win, if you would win, God and the right keep on the fire line,
1: hallelujah, amen, well, I'm just glad I'm in the fight, I think that's one of the problems today, the church doesn't realize that it's in the fight, or they'll say things, I don't like that, that that militant sound of, of, of preaching and, and lyrics like that. Well, I don't have any idea why we would need armor if we wouldn't in a fight. Amen. Why in the world would we need to put on the whole armor? Why would we need to endure hardness as a good soldier? Why would Paul say, I fought the good fight? We're gonna have to realize that we're in the fight. Are you here? I'm determined to be in the fight. And just because I'm your pastor, I put Mag in the fight. So there. So armor up. And let's go against it. Let's welcome in this house tonight. Lord, we love you. Lord, and thank you that you give us something worth fighting for. Lord, and we lift you up for what you've already done in the house today. But, Lord, there's an anticipation of what you're going to do tonight. And, Lord, we want to bless you as you bless us. We love you, give you praise, welcome you in your house, and thank you for your presence in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. We have our ushers tonight. I want to remind you, ladies, that that cookie decorating class is coming. They better be good cookies is what I'm saying. But that cookie decorating class is coming up June 3rd, I believe, 630 here at the church. So if you haven't and you're interested, the sign-up sheet's in the foyer. So I know y'all gonna have fun doing that. In the meantime, we're all here for the same reason. You made the trip, we might as well just let go, let God, and have church. What do you think? What do you think? We might as well we're here. Everything tonight, unless otherwise specified, of course, goes to our evangelists and we're didn't didn't Dr. Larry Martin bless you this morning if you didn't know before you know now that jesus saves amen amen lord we're thankful tonight lord bless this offering to its intended use bless it multiply it and we'll thank you in jesus name amen amen amen
0: well time is filled with swift transition. Nor the birth unmoved can stand. We've got to build our hopes on things eternal. And we've got to hold to God's unchanging hand. Can you sing it again? Time is filled with swift transition. It moves so fast. Oh, now how the earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes all things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You've got to hold to God's unchanging hand to God's unchanging hand yes and build your hopes on things eternal to God's unchanging hand I love this verse trust in him who will not leave you or forsake you what so ever years may bring, and hear thy earthly friends forsaken, or still more closely to your Lord. I will cling, I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand, I'm gonna hold to God's changing hand yes i'm gonna be in my hopes of these. Turn on things eternal oh to god's a change in hand and here's a warning here covet not this world's vain riches that so rapidly decay Yes, they do. But seek to gain the heaven treasures. For they, they will never, never pass away. Oh, can you sing it tonight? Oh, to God's I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand. I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. Oh, they last forever hold oh, to God's unchanging hand. Oh, verse 2 again. Oh, trust in him who will not live. Whatsoever soever years may bring, he's still with you. And if thy earthly friends were shaken, more closely to him I will cling. Hold to God's unchanging hand. I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand. Yes, I'm gonna be my hope something eternal. Hold to God's unchanging When your journey is completed to that day. One more time. I'm gonna hold to God's He never changes, hallelujah. I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand. Be your hope on things eternal. Oh. to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope in your hopes on things turn, no, oh, no, till God's unchanging hate where we need to be, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, he is good, amen, We need His rain. We need His rain. I'm still dry. Thirsty Lord, send Your rain. I need more, Lord. Send Your rain. Lord, I need Your touch again. Send your rain, send your rain, let's sing that again, I'm dry, I'm so dry, and I'm thirsty, Lord, send your rain, send your rain, Lord, I need how I need, Your touch again Send your rain We're asking Lord Send your rain Oh let it rain Let it rain Let it pour from heaven Let it rain To revive my soul Yes Lord I need your rain I need your strength refreshing until I thirst no more Lord I need your cleansing now send your rain send your rain Lord, please forgive every one of my sins. Send your rain, send your rain. Let it rain, let it pour from heaven. Let it rain to revive my soul. How we need it, God, I need your rain. I need your streams of refreshing until I thirst no more. Hallelujah. Well, let's sing this tonight. We need it. We need it. We need your rain, Can you sing it to him? We need it. We need it. We need your rain. Lord, we need you. We need it. We need it. We need your rain. Lord, we need it. We need it. It's our cry tonight, God. Oh, we need it. We need it. We need your rain. We need your rainbow. Yes, we need it. We need it. Dry and thirsty land, send your rain. Can you let that be your prayer tonight? Send your rain, Lord. How we need your touch again. Send your rain, send your rain. Oh, let's sing it again to this dry and thirsty land, to this dry thirsty land. Send your rain. Yes, Lord. Send your rain. Lord, how we need your touch again. Send your rain. Yes, Lord. Send your rain. Oh, can you sing it tonight? Let it rain. Let it pour. Let it rain to revive my soul. I need your rain. I need your streams of refreshing, Lord. Until I thirst no more. One more time. Oh, let it rain. Let it fall from heaven, God. Let it rain. To revive my soul, I need your rain. I need your streams of refreshing until we thirst. No, one more time, let it rain. Let it pour from heaven. Lord, let it rain to revive us souls how we need your rain we need your streams of refreshing Lord until we thirst no more yes Lord how we need you God hallelujah Pour it out, Lord, on the sky. Who can satisfy my soul like you? Who on earth could comfort me, love me like you do? Who could ever be more faithful and true? Yes. I will trust in you, I will trust in you, my God, thank you, Lord. There is a fountain who is a king, victorious warrior, lord of everything, my rock, my shelter, My very own, blessed Redeemer, who reigns upon the. Amém oh.
1: satisfy sing it one more time who, who can, can satisfy,
0: satisfy
1: no one but him my soul no one but him like you
0: who, who on earth, earth could comfort me who else love me like you do. who else who else who there could, could ever, ever be more faithful and true i, I will trust me. in you this yes, lord I I will trust trust in you, you, my God. God. Yes, sing it. There is a fountain, who is a king, victorious warrior is lord of everything. My rock, my shelter, my very own. Blessed Redeemer Who reigns yeah. upon yeah.
2: the throne
1: Just drums, just drums. Sing it. very own. Aren't you glad that there is a fountain? Not there's going to be or there was, but there is a fountain who is a king. I'm thankful for that I serve a victorious and reigning king of kings. Amen. Amen. You got to sing it one more time. I can't stand that. One more time, of course. There is a fountain. Who mm-hmm. is it me? Did I see
0: the stars. Yes. Oh, I see the stars.
1: Yes. Think about it.
0: And I hear the rolling thunder. <laughs> Thy power throughout the universe displays. It sings my
2: soul, my Savior God,
1: to thee. Sing at church, how great thou art. art." Just tell him how great he is tonight. How How
0: great thou art. This sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee, oh, how great. God his son not sparing <laughs> sent him Did to I, die. I scarce oh, Lord, can take it in. I, I scarce can take it in that on the cross, hallelujah my, my burning, burning glass. Battery. Oh, he bled and died, as yes, he did, to take away my sin. yes, he did, Lord, and then sing.
1: Rain,
2: oh yes, Lord, you are.
1: Christ shall come. When, when
0: Christ shall come, with shouts of acclamation, yes, and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Think
1: about it, I'm going to bow. Then I
0: shall bow. We're gonna bow in humble adoration,
1: and then we're gonna proclaim it.
0: And there we will grow
1: praise, yes. my God, how great! Then sings
0: my soul, my Savior.
1: What a great God that we serve. What a great God. Hallelujah. He's worthy of every praise, every song, and every note, and then some that's ever been sung. What a great God he is. Thank you, worship team. Dr. Martin, come ahead tonight. Welcome Dr. Larry Martin back to MAG Church tonight.
3: the Lord thank you pastor praise the Lord said the Parson Jones to the Deacon Brown those Pentecostal folk have hit the town now if there's as bad as I've heard there's something awful upon my word I'd better warn my people one and all to stay away from their mission hall so that Sunday morning before he texts he's read the Parson gave warning like he said quote heat is plain to both old and young those folks are devil possessed when they talk in tongues. Well, as the deacon plodded home that day, he pondered deeply along the way and thought, He, if all I've heard is right, those holy rollers must really be a fright. I think I'll slip down there and see because I'm of firm faith and they'll never trap me. But that evening, he could hardly wait as he slipped out through the alley gate. He kept in the shadow of fence and wall as he went his way to the mission hall. He stopped at the door, impelled by fear or maybe pride, and then he took a deep breath and he walked inside and said he to himself, I'm going to sit by the door, then I'll leave before the meeting is o'er. He tried to go once, and he tried to go again, but he was still there when they said the last amen. He was back the next night and again the next. In fact, he went so often that his wife grew vexed and said she to a neighbor that happened in something other is bothering old Jim. He prays in the morning and sells grace as well, and Jim's even stopped watering the milk that we sell. Those holy rollers or something is troubling him. But that good wife didn't have long to wait to find what was ailing her troubled mate, because that very night, as his narrative runs, that deacon came home and he was talking in tongues. He shouted around until his wife exclaimed, "Why deacon, you're dancing, I'd be ashamed." at nine the next morning was Sunday to it found him back in his old church sitting in his old pew and there he fidgeted around like a bashful boy as he tried to conceal his newfound joy but the service hadn't hardly even begun till he stood on his feet and gave a message in tongues an exploding bomb so all the witnesses say would have caused a lot less excitement that day with bated breath and frightened looks the assembly said horror struck and finally Parson Jones grasped Deacon Brown and said, you're out of order, brother. Sit down, sit down. I've been out of order all the while, that deacon replied his face with a smile. I've been out of order for years, I vow, but I've got it straight and I'm all right now. Come out from among them, they heard him say as he left that dead church and went his way and despite the doubt and fear of all, some people went to that mission hall and people got set free, all because one deacon said, I think I'll slip down there and see. Amen. We used to sing, something got a hold of me, yes, something got a hold of me. I went there with a doubt, but I left with a shout, cause something got a hold of me. Y'all remember that? Amen. Well, we'll show y'all a little video tonight. I think it'll be a blessing to you. It's just a couple minutes long, but uh, it's a video uh, from our crusade that we had over in Pakistan last fall. You guys got that ready? All right. Your
4: moment to have a brand
0: new life. I want you to stand up right where you are. I want you to stand up
3: she could not walk and you saw her walk across the stage tonight
5: to god be the glory hallelujah this lady
3: has been blind for quite some time and could not see that she's been healed tonight and you saw the demonstration how god has healed her glory be to the lord this lady had an illness in her leg uh injury in her leg and she couldn't walk properly you saw her run across the stage tonight god's healed her tonight we give him the
5: glory and for everyone that's watching that Mission Asia television, God, God loves you as much as he loves this man. And God will heal you. This man had a large tumor on his ear. And, it, and the tumor is gone tonight. And-
3: amen amen Amen. pray for the people in Pakistan it's a 98% Muslim country 98% and less than about 1% that are Christian and we had a really tough time getting there we had problems getting a visa don't think we could get a visa to go back it was so difficult and they've marked us as missionaries now but uh, you pray for the people in Pakistan. Linda's gonna talk to you a minute about our crusade evangelism. Any of these these work, or yours work, Pastor? That's the best thing, all right.
6: These foreign mission trips have been some of the most incredible, or the most incredible, experiences of my life. If, If any of you are interested in foreign missions, I would encourage you to get with someone, go on a trip, They're such a blessing. Um, The foreign mission field is truly ripe for harvest. Uh, We're seeing thousands of salvations, miracle healings, deliverance from demon spirits. Um, It's just unbelievable. The people are so receptive to us coming. Uh, We've been treated so warmly. Um, They just come truly expecting God to do great things, and he does, and uh, you know, we, here in the U.S., we've had it so easy, you know, we get complacent, and uh, we just assume that we're always going to have the religious freedoms that we do, and that may not be the case, but these people don't take anything for granted, and it's just wonderful to see the beautiful smiles on their faces, and and what they will do to get to these crusades. You know, most of them, uh, especially when we're in Africa, they're not driving cars, they're walking maybe for a day, half a day to get there, and then they walk home. Um, it's just really incredible, and your pastor, I know, has been on many mission trips to Africa and can talk to you all day long about it. I mean, it's, but it is such an incredible experience, and I just uh encourage you that if you get the opportunity, go, do it. Don't, don't put it off. Amen. 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 Didn't the Lord
3: bless me? I'll tell you Amen. what. That girl is the gravy to my biscuit, <laughs> the wada to my burger, the dumplings to my chicken. If she ever leaves, I'm going with her. Amen. You got that PowerPoint, guys? What a joy it has been to be with you guys this Sunday and enjoy your fellowship. Pastor has been so kind to us. And, and I knew he took good care of evangelists, and he was a really great host. And we have just found out how wonderful that can be. We ate Italian last night and Mexican today. I, I wish we'd stand long enough to meet the Chinese and the Cajuns, but... Uh, we, We got to meet the Italians and the Mexicans today, and and it's just been great. And the the room that you have prepared for evangelists, to accommodate evangelists, is so very generous, and we appreciate it so much. What did we do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll sing and dance until you get that up. Amen. Amen. When he puts that up, it's going to tell you about Pentecostal gold, so I'll take just a minute, I mentioned it this morning, but pentecostalgold.com, it's an archive of classic Pentecostal preaching, 3,200 or so sermons on Pentecostal gold, we add new sermons to it every week, for a while when we have opportunity, we add sermons to it every day, and uh, there's thousands of hours of, of great Pentecostal preaching, and the greatest Pentecostal preachers in the world, and, so you can take a look at that. Our web, main website is drlarrymartin.org. If you look on that, it'll tell you that we're here today. Yeah. But you already knew that because you're here today too. So here we are. All right. I'm just, uh, I, 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 I could go ahead and start preaching, but there's some pictures out here I want to show you. Let me tell you again about our books. Thank you so much for visiting our book table. So many of you came by out there, and, and we appreciate it so much. And, uh, I was going to bring a book up here, and it disappeared, but uh, uh, the, my favorite book of all the books that I've done is one called The Life of William Seymour. It's about the Azusa Street Revival. God literally changed the world uh, through the Azusa Street Revival. Uh, William Seymour was born over, yeah, that's a, the doctrine and discipline of it. William Seymour was born over in Centerville, Louisiana, uh, not too far from here, just south of Lafayette. And uh, He was raised on a plantation where he, his parents had been slaves, his mother had been a slave, and uh, he was born right after the Civil War and lived in abject poverty. At one time, they did an affidavit on all his family possessed, and the entire possessions of their family was worth 65 cents. Everything they owned, the government did an appraisal, 65 cents, and uh, he went out to Los Angeles and was used by God to leave that Great Azusa Street Revival. Tremendous, tremendous story. Of God's miracle working power. Amen. There it is. All right. I already told you about that. Now, I was going to Ethiopia last December, and we had already had this plan, and uh, we had a team going with us. We usually take a team wherever we go, and uh, they had a civil unrest broke out over there in Ethiopia, and uh, the tr- one tribe fighting against another tribe. They have a number of tribal factions over there, but these were a major conflict, and this is what the State Department put on their website. If you go have a personal emergency action plan that does not rely on U.S. government assistance, draft a will. Be sure to appoint a family member to serve as a point of contact with hostage takers. And the last one I really like, leave DNA samples with your medical provider if it's necessary for your family to access them. And that's what it looked like when we got ready to go And I decided, well, we wouldn't take a team in in those circumstances, but uh, I would go ahead and go. I I told them we were going. We'd already spent $25,000 on the crusade, made an investment there. And so we went ahead and went to the country to a place called Jinka, Ethiopia. And uh, I can tell you that after all of the ordeal to get there, when we got there on the first night, there were less than 200 people showed up for our crusade. We normally have at least at least 2,000 to 10,000 on the first night, and there were 200 people there. And I could have cried. And I thought, Lord, what am I going to tell the folks when we get home? Well, I forgot to tell you what happened. Is the day we got there, the government moved us out of the. They, they were under martial law, and they moved us out of the city square and put us in a church compound. Uh, a churchyard with a fence around it, and uh, that greatly limited the number of unbelievers that would come to a church compound. And so we ended up seeing 204 people receive Christ. Now, I, I have been on that field in Ethiopia in five days and saw 42,000 people make a first time confession of faith in Christ. 42,000 people. And we saw 204 people come to Christ, and my heart dropped at the, the, the lack of success. And I thought, Lord, how are we going to explain this to people that have given so much to help us go? And the Lord reminded me of the good shepherd that left the ninety and nine sheep just to go find one. And we saw 204 that come to Jesus. And one in that 204 was this lady that was a prostitute and a, was, was a, a victim of AIDS. And we saw her come and accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And I said, you know what, if I had to do all that over again, just to see one person say, I believe it'd be worth it for just one. How many of y'all, how many of y'all believe that? Say amen. amen. I'm really glad y'all said that because next time I'm going and they tell me to leave my DNA, I'm taking y'all with me. Well, we had a special blessing. Our crusade ended on Sunday, and we didn't fly out till Monday evening. So we went out southern Africa down into the bush where we'd never been before, and we spent the day with an uncivilized tribe down there. And when I say uncivilized, I mean these people live like they lived thousands of years ago. And uh, this uh, this uh, beautiful young woman is an example of what they consider to be a, a good-looking lady over there. They they get these Clay plates and put them in their lips and their ears when they're little and they stretch them and stretch them and stretch them until they get this big and uh, here's another one of them that's how that's where they live they don't have any furniture I mean that's their cook stove right there behind her that's their house there's nothing in there nothing just an empty grass hut They're they're uh, nomadic people they follow they have the cattle and they follow the the grass and so about every six months or so they Tear those huts down. The women tear the huts down, and they move, and the women build a new one. I'm not trying to say anything about that. I'm just saying that's the way it is in their country. Yeah, sweet little babies there. This uh, this is another thing they do. They don't just use those uh, ring, rings, clay rings, in their ears and mouth, but they tattoo themselves with the. They cut themselves and put ash in there, so it makes these ugly scars on their on their bodies. Uh, this is a, they, all the men carry one of these sticks. And when they want to get married, if there's two guys that want the same girl, they have stick fights. And literally, fight to the death sometimes. Fight to the death over a woman. And the one that wins the stick fight still got to have 50 cows before he can get him a bride. So, a little more difficult than here. On the way back, our vehicle broke down. And uh, we were stuck out in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone service. And, needed to get back and get to the airport, and a bus came by, and we hitched a ride on a bus, and we, read, we rode with the MRSA people, the uncivilized tribe there, and there's more to that story than I'll tell you, but it was kind of amazing. I, I didn't have anything with me hardly, but, but wet wipes and Tic Tacs, so I tried to make friends with wet wipes and Tic Tacs, and the, they were somewhat less than prayer. You see this lady's ear there, where so she had the ring in her ear. We ask you to please pray for us. Take one of our prayer cards off the table, if you will, and remember us in your prayers. Uh, We'll be going uh, this week to Bariri Supa. I think how you say that. Up in the northern part of Brazil for a a great crusade. Everything's already ready. They've been uh, preparing and praying for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we're going to step in there on uh, Tuesday night. In fact, a friend of ours is starting tomorrow night and uh, with our comfort, pre, pre-Crusade conference, and uh, we'll hit the ground running on Tuesday. We'll get in uh, to the city about 6 o'clock and be in the service at 7, and uh, by the time Friday rolls around, there'll be thousands of people on the field out there. Uh, hopefully by Sunday night, twenty-five, thirty thousand 30,000 people will be on that field to hear the gospel, and we need your prayers. So please, please remember to pray for us. Thank you for your giving. We appreciate your offering very much. You know, giving is a form of worship. It's a way that we give to God, give back to Him. They call it legal tender, that green and luscious stuff. When you've got it, it's tender, and when you don't, it's tough. Apostle Paul said he knew what it was to be abounding, and know what it was to be abased, and I do too, and i found abounding is better. You all agree, don't you? All right. All right. Turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter two. Hallelujah. I probably preach more sermons from Acts chapter two than any other book in the Bible. I've found that you can read Acts chapter two and preach about anything you want to preach about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Y'all are quiet. Y'all always quiet on Sunday nights. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as the fire, and it up upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight. What a privilege it is, Lord, to preach the Word of God. I ask you, Lord, that you would anoint us tonight. Anoint us with power from on high. Change lives in this place tonight, Jesus. Change lives forever. Lord, we'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is it alright to come down here to, with live stream or whatever? Everything be alright. I'll get down here so I can see the whites of your eyes tonight. Oh, pastor told me yesterday, I forgot to ask him today that uh, Brother Janeway's daughter goes to church here. Are you here tonight? She's not here tonight? I was going to tell her her daddy's on Pentecostal Gold. She probably knows that already, but praise the Lord you've probably heard this story some of you at least have but one of my favorite preachers and dozens of his sermons on Pentecostal gold is is a, a former neighbor of you guys here over in Beaumont brother B.H. Clinton and you've probably heard brother Clinton give his testimony of how he got saved he he was a heathen he you know he wasn't uh, wasn't so much Baptist Methodist or Presbyterian but he was a heathen and he went to church and heard the gospel, went down to the altar and prayed and asked God to forgive. Hey, how many of y'all know Jesus saves? Amen. Y'all ever heard that before? Well, he got saved, and Brother Clinton did and said after he prayed through and got saved, his fellow on the other side of the altar looked over across him and said, now you need to receive the Holy Ghost. And he didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost or anything else. And he looked at the man and he said, what's that? And he said, it's what comes next. It's what comes next. That's, that's what I'm going to preach to you all about tonight. I'm going to preach to you about what comes next. Now, this is for sure. The greatest thing that ever happened to mankind was Jesus Christ. The greatest thing that ever happened on this planet It's when Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to this earth and gave his life so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the best thing that ever happened. But I'm going to tell you the second best thing that ever happened is what came next. When Jesus came, that was the best thing, but the next best thing that happened... I hate a dry preacher, don't y'all? It's what came next. And what came next was the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It is what comes next. If you're saved, and I hope you are, if you're saved, the next thing for you, the most important thing for you after salvation is what comes next. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is what comes next. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear. If you don't get anything else that I say, I want to make this abundantly clear. Jesus is the most important thing to you. There's nothing more important than Jesus. There's nothing more important than getting saved. I mean, I'm Pentecostal to the bone. I tell people, I'm a hard-shell holy roller. I am Pentecostal, but I understand as a Pentecostal, the most important thing is I'm a Christian. Because I'm a Christian before I'm a Pentecostal. The most important thing in the world is Jesus. But the next most important thing in this world is the Holy Ghost. And once you have Jesus, the next thing you need is to have the Holy Ghost. I preached to you this morning a little bit about salvation. And I close my message talking to you about Saul of Tarsus and how Saul went down on the Damascus road and God spoke to him. He got saved on the Damascus road. You say, how do you know he got saved there? Because he said to to the voice that spoke to him, Lord, what would you have me to do? I know some Pentecostal people claim to be saved for 50 years haven't yet said, Lord, what would you have me do? He said, Lord, what would you have me do? He got saved on the Damascus Road. And the Lord said to him, you go down to to a house on the street called Straight and you wait down there. And he went down there and he fasted and prayed for three days. And God spoke to a man named Ananias and said, Ananias, I want you to go down and pray, go down to the house there and pray for Saul of Tarsus. And Ananias said, wait a minute now, Lord. I've heard about this guy. He's the man that's causing trouble all over, everywhere he goes, and arresting Christians and persecuting them. And the Lord said, You do as I say. You go down to the street called Straight. I think it was Brother Clinton, and it said, Aren't you glad your God didn't send him down to Crooked Avenue? But He sent him down to the street called Straight and said, Go pray for him because Saul had been blinded by the light from heaven, and he went down. And the Bible says that when he laid hands on him, when Ananias laid hands on him, he he prayed and his scales fell off of his eyes, dropped off and he could see. And then it says, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, on the Damascus Road, Paul the Apostle got saved. But on the street called Straight, he got what came next. He got the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You said, well, it doesn't say he spoke in tongues. No, but he said he spoke in tongues. In fact, he said to a bunch of people that abuse speaking in tongues, I speak in tongues more than y'all do. So Paul got what comes next. He got saved. That's the most important thing that happened in his life, and then he got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But it didn't stop with Paul because there was a, a group of Gentiles at a house of a man named Cornelius. Cornelius was an officer in the in the Roman army, and he was a good man. He he gave alms to the poor and, and he prayed, and he was a he was probably what they described in those days as a God fearer. The Gentiles were. Some of them, they liked the Jewish religion, but they didn't like the idea of circumcision. So, some of them would follow the Jewish tradition so far, but they wouldn't just become Jews. And, and that was probably Cornelius's case. He was probably a, a God-fearer. But in any event, he was praying. And while he was praying, he had a vision, and, and an angel spoke to him and said, I want you to go down and and, Joppa, and You'll find a place, a guy down there named Peter, and tell him to come up here and he'll tell you what you need to know. And so he sent some people to go down to Joppa and find Peter down there. And isn't it amazing how God works? At the same time, they're going down there. Peter's up on the housetop praying. God had all of this coordinated. How many of you know God's working out things in your life too? And and Peter's praying, and he sees this sheep come down out of heaven full of all unclean animals. I guess probably there was some some bacon in there and uh, he said the lord spoke to him and said take and eat kill and eat and and he said listen to this are y'all ready he said not so lord not so lord did you know you can't say that that's an oxymoron y'all know what an oxymoron is that's like jumbo shrimp Or army intelligence. Somebody said ministerial ethics. I'm going to be careful there. uh, Oxymoronic means that things are contradictory. And to say not so Lord is an oxymoron. Because if he's Lord, the only thing you can rightly say is yes. If you say no, he's not Lord. Lord. If he is, Lord, you're going to say, yes, but three times Peter tried this. Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. No, sir, I'm not going to do this. And the Lord spoke to him and said, what I've called clean, don't you call unclean. Keep your hands off my pork chops, all right? Well, Peter's hungry now, and they're fixing dinner for him and he's going down and at the same time all this is happening a knock comes at his door from Cornelius house and they tell him there's a Gentile over here that is sent for you an angel appeared to him and and Peter's scratching his head wondering what all of this means but he thinks it might be God so he's going to go over to the Gentiles house in Caesarea but he's afraid to go by himself afraid to tell they'll kick him out of the synagogue so he takes some other Jews with him and, and they go over to Cornelius house and Cornelius explains What happened and Peter started preaching to these Gentiles the Gentiles had never heard this gospel before and he starts preaching to the Gentiles and it says while Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them while Peter was still oh I can tell you the times. In 55 years of preaching, I can tell you the times when I didn't finish the sermon because the Holy Ghost fell on them. I wish he would fall on us right now. Just, it'd be all right with me if we just... Yeah. Yeah. So the people at Cornelius' house got saved, and then they got what comes next at the same time. When somebody tells you, you've got to wait and wait and wait to get the Holy Ghost, you tell them Cornelius' house got saved and got the Holy Ghost at the same time. And then it says, how can we withhold baptism and water from these people? Because we've heard them speak in tongues just like we did. They got what comes first, and then they got what comes next. Are y'all up for a little teaching tonight? I wear so many hats, sometimes I get confused. But I want to just tell y'all this. I had a lady come and, come to my house one day. You've probably had them come to yours. And she came to my house to tell me that I wasn't saved because I wasn't baptized the way she thought I ought to be baptized. And so she's going to prove to me that I wasn't saved. Well, I happen to know a little bit more about it than she did. And so I said, well, listen. Do you believe that an unsaved person can have the Holy Ghost? And she said, well, I don't know. And so I took her over there what Jesus said in John where it says he's the spirit of truth that the world cannot receive. You shall receive him because he's with you and shall be in you. But the world can't receive him. Listen, sinners can't get the Holy Ghost. Sinners can't get the Holy Ghost. Unsaved people can't get the Holy Ghost. So I took her there, (laughs) I took her there to John and then I took her to Cornelius' house and these people got saved and got the Holy Ghost before they was ever dunked in anybody's water. So it ain't the water that saved them. It was Jesus that saved them. So anybody come to your house Listen, some folks are so narrow-minded, they can look down a straw with both eyes at the same time. But they come to your house and try to tell you you're not saved because you didn't get baptized, right? You show them Cornelius' house got saved, and they wasn't baptized at all. That's just some extra. All right. And then there was the Samaritans. The Bible says that Philip the Evangelist went down to Samaria... Thank God for evangelists. Glad I am one. Philip the evangelist went down to Samaria and he preached a revival in Samaria and God showed up and people started getting saved. Did I tell you already that getting saved is the most important thing in the whole world? I want to make sure y'all know that. That's the most important thing in the whole world. Well, they got saved down there at Samaria, but nobody received the Holy Ghost. This was something, if you read the story, this is something that is obviously unusual. Because in the book of Acts, when people got saved, they got what came next. When they got come, what came first, they also got what came next. But these people in Samaria were saved and had not received the Holy Ghost. And they got so alarmed about it that they sent to Jerusalem and they sent for the apostles to come down and pray for them that they could receive the Holy Ghost. That would be like an Assemblies of God church. Somebody got saved in an assembly of God church and didn't get the Holy Ghost and the pastor was so alarmed by it, he sent to Springfield and said, some of y'all come down here and pray for this person in my church because they don't have the Holy Ghost. The same thing. Except some of our similar God churches today, hardly nobody has the Holy Ghost, and nobody gets alarmed about it. Amen. They were so alarmed about it, they said, these people got what come first, but they haven't got what comes second. Could y'all come down here and pray for them? And so Peter and John left Jerusalem and came down to Samaria, or I guess they came up to Samaria, and in Samaria, they laid hands on them. Guess what happened? Guess what happened when the apostles prayed for the people in Samaria? They got what comes next. They already had what came first, and now when they get hands laid on them, they received what comes next. If you are a believer, and I pray that you are, if you're not, we can fix that before you leave. But if you are a believer, if you are saved, the next most important thing in your life is to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost, before we leave this room tonight, we're going to pray for you and we're going to believe God. This church is going to lift your hands up and pray for you. And we're going to believe God that you won't leave here until you've got what comes next. Mm. You get what comes first. And then you get what comes next. And, and it didn't stop with just the Samaritans. You're going over to Acts chapter 19. And there was these Ephesian believers. And the Bible says that Paul ran into these guys. They'd been saved under the ministry of Barnabas. And he asked them if they'd received the Holy Ghost. And they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. Let me teach you again. Is that all right? Turn to Acts chapter 19. I hope I don't stir too many waters here I'd like to come back someday don't want to make too many people upset at me Acts chapter 19 now I'm gonna read to you from the King James Bible it's it's my favorite translation I don't think it's the only translation I probably have a dozen or more translations of the Bible in my study And most of them, uh, things about them are good. But I I just have been raised on the King James, that's what I read. Acts chapter 19, are you there? It says in verse 2, He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Do you see that? If you're reading a modern translation, no matter what it is, Living Bible or... Whatever it is, the New International Version. Anyway, if you're reading a modern translation of the Bible, there's a 99, 44, 100% chance that right there it's going to say, Did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? That's what it's going to say. And let me tell you why. Because every translation of the Bible is also a commentary. Because the translators put their opinions into the translations. They don't always do it maliciously, but it just happens. Their biases go into the translation. And I can't tell you tonight that the King James Version of the Bible is free from those kind of biases because the translators of the King James Bible put some of their own biases in there. For example, oh, I'm going to get thrown out of here. For example, the book of James. You know, there was a disciple named James and there was a brother of Jesus named James that wrote the book of James. Well, there's no such person in the New Testament as James. There's not. His name is Jacob. The Greek word is Ichabas. You can read it for yourself. Ichabas, Jacob, that's the name. But the King James translators changed his name To James. Well, you don't have to think long to figure out why James got his name in there. He's the king. That's what I'm talking about. Translations carry some bias. And almost every modern translation of the Bible, the translators believed that you got saved and got the Holy Ghost at the same time. They don't believe you get saved and then you get the Holy Ghost like we believe. Uh, everything I'm preaching to you tonight is you get saved, that's what comes first. You get the Holy Ghost, that's what comes second. Y'all still with me? Well, you know, I, I don't want to mess with people's minds, but our friends in the Baptist Church and, and the evangelical part of the Methodist Church and those people, they don't believe that. They believe that when they got saved, they got all the Holy Ghost there was to get. And so when those people translate the scriptures, they translated this verse and said, did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? Because that's what they believe, that you get the Holy Ghost when you believe. But I'm going to tell you tonight, with my teaching cap on, I'm going to tell you without any doubt that that is a mistranslation of the Bible. Because it says in the Greek language, what it literally says is, having believed, did you receive the Holy Ghost? Having believed, did you receive the Holy Ghost? So, Paul makes it abundantly clear in the original language of the Bible that you receive what comes first, and then, having believed, having received salvation, then you receive what comes next. You receive the baptism. Let's read that again in the King James. Again, it says, He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? In other words, did you receive what comes next after you received what comes first? And that's what he's trying to tell us tonight. Salvation comes first. That's the most important thing in your life. But the second most important thing will ever happen to you is what comes next and that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? When Paul explained that to these Ephesian believers, the Bible says he prayed for them and they heard them magnifying God and speaking in tongues because they had what comes first and now they've received since they believe and they've got what comes second. If you've got what comes first tonight, you need what comes next. And what comes next is the glorious baptism and the Holy Ghost. Am I preaching all right tonight? All right. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in the the economy of God's history and laws, Passover came first. We celebrate Easter at about the time of the Jewish Passover. On God's calendar, Passover comes first. You know what Passover represents. When the children of Israel were in Egypt and, and the death angel was coming and the Lord spoke to them and said, kill a lamb, a perfect lamb, and put its blood on the top and two sides of your door. Aren't you glad that God didn't say, put the blood on the ground so you walk on it? But God said, put the blood on the top so you pass under it. And that blood, if you if you look at it, that blood on the top and on the two-side posts it's, it's making something. That blood is symbolized. You didn't put it on one side of the door, but you put the blood on both sides of the door because you're making a cross, and that Passover lamb is representing the Passover lamb. Jesus Christ, the Son of God that gave his life on the Passover in Jerusalem on the cross of Christ and shed his blood, Passover came first. And then 50 days later, what happened? What happened 50 days after Passover? You got Pentecost. You have Passover. It's the death of Christ to save us. And then you've got Pentecost 50 days later, the coming of the Holy Ghost. Because God understands that Jesus comes first and the Holy Ghost comes next. If you have got salvation in your heart tonight, you need to move a step Closer to God, you need to climb on up the ladder a little higher. You need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Have you received what comes next? If you haven't, tonight is your night. Tonight is your night to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. What comes first is Jesus. I think everybody here knows him, but if you don't, you ought to know him before you leave. You can't go to heaven without him. But if you know Jesus, and you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the biblical evidence of speaking in other tongues, you need to receive what comes next. And tonight is your night. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for bringing us back to church. We thank you for this great assembly, Lord, and these good people that worship here. We thank you for this pastor and his family. Lord, I pray for anybody here tonight that doesn't know Christ. Lord, if somebody has slipped into this building or somebody's watching this online that don't know Christ, show them, Lord, show them how important it is to be saved. Lord, for those that are here that are saved, that are washed in the blood, that have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, create within them, Lord, a hunger to receive what comes next. Don't let them leave home without it. In Jesus' name. Your heads are bowed now, please, for a minute. I'm an evangelist, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask this question. Is anyone here tonight, and you don't know Jesus as your Savior? If anybody's watching online, and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you don't follow him, you haven't been born again. It's the most important thing in your life. Who you marry is important. Where you go to school might be important. The most important thing in your life is do you know Jesus? And if there's even one in this room tonight and you don't know him as your Savior, your sins have not been washed away and you're not sure for heaven, I want to pray for you. Would you lift your hand up? Is there anybody that doesn't know Jesus? Anybody? Okay, here's the next question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe do you have what comes next do you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues or if maybe you received ten years ago 20 years ago five years ago you received at youth camp or some revival or you haven't spoken in tongues or you haven't felt the fullness of the Spirit since that time You need to receive again tonight. You need a fresh experience. And if you're here and you say, Pastor, I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want what comes next. Would you lift your hand up and say, pray for me? God bless you, young lady. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Who else? You can just put your hand up and back down. I won't pray for you. Bless the Lord. Anybody else? I know there's others here that need to receive tonight. This is your night. This is your night. God sent me here. This is your night. Anybody else? Would you stand with me? Father, I thank you for these that lifted their hand tonight. And I believe you're going to do something dramatic in their lives. I believe they're going to walk out of here full of the Holy Ghost tonight. Getting what comes next. I believe you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you. I talked about Charles Ogden this morning. I was in service with Brother Ogden when I was a teenager. I was about 15. And he preached on the Holy Ghost. Well, he preached on the Holy Ghost almost every time he preached. He got through the service. He asked people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I don't know, one or two might've raised their hands. We had three to nine. He He wasn't happy with that. Pastor, he started on the front row. I'm not going to do this tonight. I'm not as bold as Charles Ogden. He started on the front row, and he said, do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Every single person in that building, he went down 150 people, probably every one of them. Do you have the Holy Ghost? If they'd said no, he said, get up here. Get up here. You say, well, didn't he make people mad? You've got to be kidding me. When they got the Holy Ghost, this was the first neck they wanted to hug when they got up there and got the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. You're going to receive what comes next. If you have not received, you lifted your hand, or maybe you didn't, but you want to come, come join us right up here. Stand right up here tonight, would you? Come on. We're going to make an altar up here tonight. People are going to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Anybody else you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Anybody else? Linda and I, about five years ago, we had been married long, we took a long trip, and we were in in Sunderland, Oregon on a Wednesday night, and it was drier than shucks i mean it wasn't like this great church it was drier than shucks in that church and i gave a lesson on the history of pentecost and i got through it i said anybody want to receive the baptism of the holy spirit And nobody moved they couldn't wait to get out of there and uh, two ladies after the service come up to me and this lady said would you pray for my friend and i said well what does she want and she said she wants to receive the holy ghost and i'm thinking well why didn't she come up here when i asked her but anyway I told her a little bit about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we prayed for her and she started speaking in tongues God glorious listen God can baptize in the Holy Ghost in a dry church and she got the Holy Ghost and and listen to this afterwards we found out she was 89 years old 89 years old she had been in the Assemblies of God all of her life and had been seeking the Holy Ghost all of her life and never received until that Wednesday night when she was 89 years old. I said, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. You don't have to wait for another night. This is your night. How many of you people out here have the Holy Ghost? Okay, let me ask you this next question. How many of you out here that have the Holy Ghost, somebody helped you pray through to the Holy Ghost? Somebody got around you and held your hands up and said, say, glory, 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 or what, and let go and hang on. But they stayed with you until you received. How many of you? Are y'all willing to do that for these tonight? Are y'all willing to come around and hold their hands up and pray with them to receive the Holy Ghost? If you are, come on. Come on and help these people. Come on. We need some Holy Ghost helpers, some Holy Ghost hand holders tonight. You want to see these these people receive, come pray for them tonight. Oh, come help them tonight. Bless Bless the Lord. 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 Any of you young people are... Kids that don't have the Holy Ghost, this is your night to receive. Come on. If you haven't received, come on tonight, your night. Bless the Lord. 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 Amen. We're going to have some worship tonight. But I'd like for everyone that will to come and join us at the altar. We need participators tonight, not just spectators. Come on, help us at this altar. Come help us pray. Come on, help us pray. Oh, yes, Lord. This is your night. This is your night.
0: More than yesterday. I need you. Yes, I do. More than words can say I need you Lord Then ever before I need you Lord I need you Lord I yes. need you Lord. Yes Lord More than yesterday I need you Lord More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Oh, more than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat. More than anything, Lord, as time goes by, I'll be by your side. Because I never want to go back to that old life. I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you, Lord. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Oh, I need you more. So much more than yesterday, I need you, Lord. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. More than the air I breathe. More than the song I sing More than the next heartbeat More than anything Lord, as time goes by I'll be by Your side And I never want to go back To my whole life Breathe on me, breathe on me Holy Ghost power, breathe on me Yesterday's gone, today I'm in need Holy Ghost power, breathe on me Breathe on me, Lord, breathe on me, Holy Ghost power, breathe on me, yesterday's gone, today I'm in need, Holy Ghost power, breathe on me, rain be Rain, Rain on me. Holy Ghost showers. Rain on me. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need. Holy Ghost showers. Rain on me. Rain on me rain on me Holy Ghost showers rain on me yesterday's gone today have in me Holy Ghost showers rain on me Lord burn in me Burn in me, Holy Ghost Fire. Burn in me. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in Holy Ghost Fire. Burn. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me. Oh, breathe on me, breathe on me. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me. Yesterday. Day I'm in me Holy Ghost power Breathe on me Rain on me Rain on me Holy Ghost showers Rain on me Yesterday's gone today Holy Ghost showers rain on me Lord, would you burn in me Burn in me Holy Ghost fire Burn in me Yesterday's gone Yes, burn in me, burn in me, Holy Ghost fire, burn in me. Yesterday's gone today. Burn in me, Lord burn in me, Holy Ghost fire, burn in me, yesterday's gone, today I'm in need, Holy Ghost fire, burn in me. Gone. Today I'm in need. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me, breathe on me, Lord, breathe on me. How we seems You, God. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me. Yesterday's gone. They have in me, Holy Ghost power. Would you breathe on me? Breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on me, Holy Ghost power. Breathe on me. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need Holy Ghost Power Breathe on me Rain on me Lord Rain on me Holy Ghost Showers Rain on me Yesterday's gone Today I'm Holy Ghost showers, rain on me, rain on me, rain on me. Holy Ghost showers, rain on me. For yesterday's gone, today I'm in need, Lord. Holy Ghost showers rain on me. Burn in me, burn in me. Holy Ghost fire. Burn in me. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in me. Holy Ghost fire. Burn in me. Burn in me. Oh, would you burn in me? Holy Ghost fire. Burn in me. Yesterday's gone Today I'm in need. Holy Ghost fire Burn in me Burn in me Burn in me Holy Ghost fire Burn in me Yesterday's gone Day, I'm in need. Holy Ghost fire burning.
1: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that can and will, would you gather around the front? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer as we do on every Sunday night. If you're still in the altars, we're just going to flow with you. Before we pray, As you know many of you here Wednesday night, we started saying that we told Kat and Jason that the most important thing we could do is for our children to be beginning to be saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit in Mag kids and in magnetic youth. And we turned to that direction, the whole congregation began to pray Wednesday night, just for that, that God would begin to move in our children and in our youth. Before I got out of the foyer this morning, I had two, about that high, come running up to tell me, because they couldn't wait to come to tell me, that, Pastor, I got saved this morning, and my kids. I know Wednesday night upstairs the very same night that the the Spirit of God began to move in altars and they were up there for an extended amount of times. You see by the response tonight that there's hunger for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And my Bible still reads that it's blessed are they that which hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Completely affirmative. He's not going to leave you hungry. He's going to fill you made the statement Wednesday night, I'll restate it again, that, that here, of course, that me and every, and every evangelist and minister that comes through, that there is going to be an emphasis on salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, every single one of them. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. We've got to have the power of God in this world today. We've got to have him. We've got to have him, church. He's right. The most important thing ever is that you got saved but it was God's plan for every believer every single one without exception It's God's plan to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and power yes even you even you we're gonna go we've been praying on Sunday night for I don't know how long now and continually God hears and answers prayer in miraculous ways We're going to go to him again tonight because why we still believe him and he still hears and answers prayer but we usually start out with physical healing tonight I want to for those of you that don't know about it brother Maddox's daughter in law this week has suffered a I don't even know if they know exactly what happened but on the way to the emergency room the other night she coded as they got her out and they didn't have much hope um, going into that night but yesterday she she woke up and uh, was able to respond but tonight he's messaged me during the service and said please pray for Susanna she's not doing well at all and she's about I don't know 48 or so years old she's his oldest son's uh, wife in the midst of all that sister Maddox had stroke like system symptoms and had to be placed in the hospital she's since been able to get out but they still don't know what's happened she's lost hours of that time under the stress of what was going on so the first things first we're gonna pray for Susanna Maddox tonight and brother Maddox and they wouldn't mind me saying can I we want to see Susanna healed we certainly do but as far as I know Roger jr. and Susanna is the only people in Roger Maddox family that don't know the Lord and that's what Roger Maddox can't live with. So we're, we're going to pray for her healing, certainly. But above and beyond all of it, we're going to pray also for, for Roger Jr. and Susanna to make things right with their Lord. They know, they've known him. They, I mean, he was raised in his house. <laughs> but through some of the heartache and pain that sometimes comes with ministry, he's got his eye off the ball. But I believe that... God can make himself real in this situation tonight. Don't you, before anything else, can we lift up Susanna and Barbara and Roger tonight? Lord, we, you know right where they're at. Lord, you know right what's going on. Lord, first things first, Lord, we, I pray tonight that through, through the, the power of your spirit and that you would break through a hardened heart in Roger Jr., And in Susanna tonight and wherever the state she's in, Lord, that first above all, there's nothing more important than that that they're touched, that that they receive you again as their Lord and Savior and that they live for you tonight. We're praying for a miracle of salvation first. And Lord, I pray tonight that in that hospital room in Fort Smith, Arkansas, that you, your word says that you sent your word and healed them. So Lord, tonight we ask you to cross the miles and the distance and to send your word into that hospital room tonight and touch Susanna Maddox in a miraculous way. An undeniable, miraculous way that says it was one way tonight, but but the wind of God blew in my room and I was brought back to health by the miracle working power of the hand of Jesus. Lord, we pray for Raj tonight and Sister Maddox and Brother Maddox tonight. That you give them strength in, through, for the trial and strength for the journey. Lord, that you touch their bodies tonight. And Sister Barbara and Roger tonight. And we thank you that, you that they've trusted you. They've walked with you for, uh, all over the world. You've, you've brought them back from, from the brink time after time. And Lord, we ask you one more time that you would reach down your hand into their family. Lord, then that all would be right tonight and for a miraculous touch of healing in her body tonight. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Across this place, is there other physical needs that we have? Sister Becky's having trouble with bone spurs, pushing on nerves. We believe God can touch her body right now where we're at. Brenda? We're going to, Mike, we're believing for a touch for you tonight, right where you're at. Yeah, pray for Jason's mom and dad tonight, looking at some testing. Yes, we're going to pray for Kim's daddy tonight, that he continues to get better. We're going to pray for this friend at school. Who else? Luther. Yes. Yes, right there. Yes. Did you hear him? He said, God healed my knees right here in this spot. Yeah. Yeah. I know we prayed for months. Yes. No. He still does ankles. If he does knees, he'll do ankles. Who else? Physical healing. Uh, BJ. All right. Yeah. Coughing. If you're around BJ here, lay your hands on him. People's already gathered around Mike here with Sister Becky. Uh, you heard the needs gather around those. stretch your hands towards them all over this place. Let's go through the healer tonight. Let's go to the healer tonight. Lord, we believe you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch his lungs. In the name of Jesus, touch his lungs. Touch this call. Lord, heal. Let him rest tonight. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. That, you're, that you've healed Luther's knees, but touch these ankles tonight. In the name of Jesus, we believe you for it. Lord, we believe that you're touching Mike even now by the power of your spirit. Lord, that you're reaching to touch to Sister Becky tonight. Lord, that you touch and heal. Relieve this pain. Lord, we believe for Jason's mom and dad tonight, for Donna, Lord, that you would begin to heal, touch, and move. Lord, we thank you that you're the healer. Lord, thank you that you that you're touching this grandfather. Lord, we thank you that that you that there's nothing outside of what you can do. That there's nothing outside. That there's nothing outside what you can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm always checking text messages about this time, because as as people begin to see us pray from all over the country, they begin texting and messaging me, and we we pray for people all over the country, and many of you know that. We've got, hallelujah, be praying for the folks up in Connecticut, they're making decisions, the Actually, Chris and Toby will be here. They're coming to Mauriceville the f- second weekend of June. We're looking forward to you getting to meet them, and they're meeting you. And they're making life decisions about maybe coming right here for good. So let's remember Chris and Toby tonight. We got one more game room. I mean, you know we got one more game room brother Martin don't know but we were infected with illegal game rooms up and down this highway the crime followed them everywhere they went and they couldn't do anything about it and about about six months ago we began praying against those game rooms one was right across the street day and night night and day day and night, and night. drugs human trafficking prostitution everything you could think of up and down these streets six months ago there were eight of them tonight there's one tonight there's one that for years, we've, that they've, been, they've plagued this area with, to no avail. But tonight, there's one. We're going to pray against that one. When there's still one operating, it's one too many. Anytime we know that there were, there were children passing through this one across, we saw it in the middle of the night, going in the front door and, and in the middle of the night with little ones. We know what, is that if there's one operating, it's one too many. We're gonna pray against these game rooms tonight. We're also gonna pray, for, uh, on, Chad wants us to pray on, uh, still yet, on the behalf of uh, James Fulton. We're still believing, when the God, I'm a firm believer, you can say, well that's been going on for years, he's never gonna get an answer about his daughter And I'm gonna tell you, if God lays a burden on one man's heart that won't let him go to pray for another man, we're gonna pray with that man. We're going to pray with that man and for that man. You hear me? So let's, let's, let's pray for the folks that, that are making decisions in Connecticut. Let's pray for again, this last game room. Let's pray for James Fulton. Let's, take, let's, go, let's pray right now. Lord, we, together we come to you. Lord, we've seen you answer over and over and over and over again. Over and over, miraculous things, miraculous things that they said would never happen. They said it'll never happen. And in a matter of months, they began to fall. Lord, we pray against this last game room that's just down the street on the left past my driveway, that Lord, that, that it would be the last one to fall and that you would drive it out of Orange County. That it would have to go. Lord, we pray for James Fulton. Lord, that there would be answers and peace and salvation that would come to this man. Lord, we pray for Toby and Chris tonight as they're making life's decisions about what you would have them to do. Lord, we ask that you guide every step. Lord, we ask that your, that your power continues to fall in this place. Even now, you're moving among your people. Lord, that, we, that, that, that you use us you use us in, in, in the miraculous and, and, and to intervene in the, in the in lives of, of people. Lord, we're asking tonight. Lord, church, go ahead and we're going to ask for souls. How many of you know that there's nothing more important? Let's just go ahead and right now, let's ask for souls. Prodigals, souls. Lord, there's families all over this room. That everyone is touched by a family member, a friend, a loved one that's away from you. We would ask tonight that you would get a hold of their heart because of the prayers of this church of a prayer of a mom, a prayer of a dad, a prayer of a grandparent, Lord, that you would reach into where they're at right now, chase them down into to wherever they're at tonight and to begin to pursue them and draw them home, draw the, that they would come to themselves in their pig pen, that they would come to themselves and know that they can return to their father's house. Lord, we ask from the north and from the south and from the east and the west, that you would begin to compel and to drive and to lead people back that that they would that you, you would send souls for Mag Church to reach week after week after week after week that not a week would go by that there wouldn't be souls brought into the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray that there that there is a fresh fire and a fresh touch from heaven. That that there would be a move of Pentecost, a move of the Holy Ghost that would touch this place, that would that would that would impact this entire area. That not for not for our notoriety, but for the kingdom of God. That you wish, that we can shake hell in, in Orange County and surrounding area in this golden triangle. Lord, make yourself known. Touch bodies even now in the name of Jesus. We're, Lord, we thank you that you're moving. We thank you that you're moving. We thank you that you're moving. Lord, every week the, the guests that walk through this door, three and five families a week, that, Lord, they would not only walk in to visit, but they would be impacted by the power of your Spirit the second that they walk into the room and that they could never leave, that that they have to come to you. Lord, let the Word make impact in their heart. We thank you. Lord, we lift up this country, this administration, these governors, this the Lord, in this darkest hour. Lord, that 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 by whatever means that you deem necessary, that you would make the changes. Lord, that you would take that you would change hearts or remove them from office. That every power of hell that's coming against. The, 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 the foundations of who we are, both in the church and in this country. Lord, that you would raise up an army of believers, a spirit-filled army that would, that would rise up again in this country and push back the darkness. Lord, let us realize who we are in you, full of Holy Ghost power. Lord, I pray tonight that there would be a sweeping move of your Spirit. Lord, I don't know the answers for the world, but I know who is the answer. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you'll do it. Lord, tonight, I'll just reiterate out loud my faith in your ability. that, That you are still all sufficient. You're all we need. Lord, have your way in this house, in this country, we ask. Lord, we pray for the Martins even right now. If you'd stretch your hands towards them, church, as they they launch out to Brazil tomorrow, Lord, that you would go ahead of them. Lord, that you would use them like never before. That you, right even now, before they've even boarded a plane in America, that you're sending the people to those crusades, that you've prepared their heart. Lord, I pray that you move in salvation and baptism in the Holy Ghost, that you, that you heal miraculously, that their that meetings are crowned with signs following tonight. Lord, that this week would be uh, the, one of the greatest productive week that, they, that he's ever saw in his ministry. Lord, that you walk with him every day, every step of the way, going forward, uh, Sister Linda, that you go everywhere ahead of them Let them know and sense your presence before they ever step off of the plane. God, every word, every step, every service, we pray tonight in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Is there anything else? We're going to pray for open doors for Luke. Pray for work situations.
4: Anything else? I've got something that's been on my heart for a while. As y'all know, me, me and my wife, we love our children. We love your children. But let me tell you, our children are under attack. They're under attack. Guys, we need to pray for our children. I know you pray for your children, but we need to pray for our children. They're facing with circumstances that we've never faced as kids. They're faced with temptations that we've never been faced with. And let me tell you, they're being lied to tonight. And we've got to pray for these children because if we don't, they're gonna be stolen from us. So tonight, I wanna pray for our children. Can we do that? Amen. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the children. Lord God, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord God, and we just ask you now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, that as we stand together, Lord God, and we agree in Lord God for these children, Lord God. Lord, they're being lied to tonight, Lord God, we just ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit, Father. Lord God, that they will seek you, Lord God, that they will know the truth, Father God, Lord God, so that they cannot be lied to anymore, Father. Lord God, that you would bring them in, Father. Lord, those that have known you, Lord God, have turned away from you, Lord God. We just ask you, Lord, that you would just prick their hearts tonight, Lord God. Lord God, and turn them back to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we, have you. we ask you to have your way, Father, in our children tonight, Lord God. Lord, we love you. We thank you tonight. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, that you would open the doors that Luke needs open.
1: Lord, you know his heart. You've heard him. Lord, open the door, make a way, give Him the words. Lord, we pray for work situations, the ones that's been mentioned and maybe the ones that haven't. Lord, that 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 you open the right doors, close the wrong ones, and you give us the patience in the meantime to wait out your will, we pray. All over this house, all over this house, all over this house tonight, we pray. I'll remind you one more time, Mag Church, you know it, you've seen it, you've you've seen the results, but right here, right here, is where the battles are won. Right here is where the differences are made. When God's people pray. When God's people pray. How many believe that? Why don't you, as we leave tonight, if you believe if you believe in answered prayer and know that it's coming, why don't you give him a, a thank you in advance for answer to prayer. Lord, we thank you in advance. We believe you, that you've heard us, and that when you hear us, that we have what we've asked for. Lord, as we go our way, go with us, keep us safe, and protect us in Jesus' name. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, tell somebody that you love them.